The chef is Food Network's The Kitchen co-host Jeff Morrow. The dish is The Greatest American Patty Melt. And this is Cook Tracks. I'm Rach, Rachel Ray, and you're listening to Cook Tracks. It's a brand new, super cool way to cook. Each episode will be right alongside you. Well, kind of, will be in your ear, taking you step-by-step through a dish or a meal in real time. We'll be adding a little pinch of tips, tricks, and fun stories to keep you guys entertained and up your cooking game. Needless to say, we've got your back in the kitchen. I mean it, guys. You literally don't have to worry about a thing. I'm going to keep you on track with my buddy, Cappy. Think of him as our kind of play-by-play announcer for the cook-along. And since not all stoves are created equal, boy, do I know that. If you guys get a little caught up, just hit pause. You don't have to read a recipe, and it isn't rocket science. This is not something you're supposed to take seriously. We want you guys to have fun. Follow along, and at the end of each episode, we'll have made a dish or a meal from start to finish together. Gather up your ingredients, pour yourself a drink or a cup of tea, and turn your volume up to 11. This is Cook Tracks. Take it away, Cap. Hey everyone, it's Cappy. The episode you're about to hear was recorded as part of a virtual live at home series produced by the Food Network and Cooking Channel New York City Wine and Food Festival. I was honored to moderate over 30 of these classes with some of the world's greatest chefs and culinary personalities. And now they're available to you right here on Cook Tracks. You can find all the ingredients and equipment you need to cook along right here in your podcast player or on our website, cooktracks.com. We hope you're ready to have some fun. And remember, some of these chefs follow these recipes to a T, while others cook from the heart and use the recipe as a guide. I want to mention that all proceeds raised from the series benefited a restaurant employee relief fund, No Kid Hungry, and Food Bank for New York City. To learn more about the At Home series, go to nycwff.org backslash at home. We appreciate all of your support. Thank you and enjoy this episode. All right, everybody. It's Patty Mel time. I usually do a short introduction, but this guy's bio is like, it's like a comedy skit. So here, here it goes. I'm going to read a little for you. This guy needs no introduction. You all know who he is, but uh, we'll give him one anyway. Yeah, we'll give him one anyway. Make it eight. Someone else just said, I think I know him. This guy was born in Chicago. Ready? His first job was at the local butcher shop where he was paid the handsome wage of $3.62 an hour. After three months of sweeping up some bloody sawdust and washing fat pans, he decided to make a vertical move and accepted the job at the deli down the street where he was paid $5.12 an hour to make sandwiches. See where we're going here? Then, after three years of hustling and failing in Hollywood, thank you for failing, Jeff, he upped the ante and enrolled in culinary school to refine his cooking skills, returned to Chicago where he was a culinary instructor, a new father, a successful private corporate chef, a local comedic performer, and after three unsuccessful audition attempts, he finally landed himself on season seven of Food Network Star, and we all know what happened from there. He won. He has an Emmy-nominated show, Sandwich King. He co-hosts Food Network's The Kitchen. Please welcome Jeff. My favorite color is pastrami. Moro. Thanks, Cappy. Thank you, guys. How y'all doing out there? Thank you for joining me. Uh, I am literally in my backyard. It's 90 degrees here in Chicago, but uh, I, you got to be. It's been, we were inside for so long. It was such a crappy winter that I 
take every opportunity to cook outside. Plus my wife thanks me and you all immensely for allowing me to cook outside. <laughs> so the mess isn't inside. That's what I love about summertime, but thank you, Cappy. Thank you, uh, Murph, David, uh, for that awesome, uh, yeah, you know, little clinic on good wine. I'm, I'm actually having the cab right now, which is delicious. Nice. And I love these can like, cause I love how you said you can take them anywhere. You could go hiking with wine. I think that's a great idea, but, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm big on it. My, I take these on my five mile morning jogs. So I just put them in the camel back or I just pop a couple <laughs> mid run and I just, it gets me through. feels good on the knees. Um, so welcome everybody. We are making what I call the greatest American patty melt in the country, which they lopped off the end of that title. I think they just, I guess the festival didn't have the budget for such a long title. You have to prove yourself, Jeff. Oh man. Well, the, I did make this at, I don't know, maybe seven, eight years ago at the Miami food and wine festival, yeah. uh, the sister festival to New York city food and wine. And they have a big burger bash there. It's giant. Uh, and I was lucky enough to compete in it and serve, you know, like 3000 people in minutes. It felt like, but I did a patty melt, which nobody did. I ended up winning judge's choice which is why I think this is the greatest American patty melt in the world because it's easy to do. And it's also one of the few burgers that you can kind of make most of it ahead and then griddle to order. So if you're getting a bunch of, if you have a bunch of people or you're getting a lot of stuff together, this is a good one to kind of make in a batch, build it, griddle it, serve it. It'll reheat it when we griddle it, but we'll get to that later. So everybody should have, if you are cooking along, an onion, two onions. We're going to caramelize onion. That's got to get going first. You got your rye bread, which is the essential bread for a patty melt. Now, Lee earlier asked me, is a, not only is a patty melt, a sa- is it a sandwich, but is it technically a burger? I want you guys to let me know by your votes whether or not it's a burger. And I will tell you, there is one correct answer, and we'll get to that later. But you got to have your rye bread, which is an integral part of the sandwich, the flavor, the crispness, and just, it doesn't get in the way of the cheese or the meat. Small bite, beautiful ratioed uh, sandwich here. So you got your onion, your rye bread, your cheese. This is a must, okay? There's two types of cheeses you could put on a patty melt. One of them is yellow American. The other one is white American. I won the burger bash with white American or slices. I don't know why I think white American tastes the same as yellow. I haven't done a side-by-side taste, but every time I put white American in my mouth, it tastes really damn good. It's great when it's melted. It gets gooey. It's like just fuses with the beef. So you got the onions, you got the rye, you got the beef, which I got in my beer fridge here. Do you see it over there, Cappy? I got a beer fridge in my back. Oh, man. And that's where I'm keeping all my mise en place in there. So we'll get to the meat in a second. But I just get good 80-20 ground chuck. No need to start getting artisanal blends of short rib, brisket, sirloin, uh, hand ground, uh, you know, small batch craft beef. Go to the store and give me go give me the beef that has the most fat in it as long as it's fresh it's good i steer away from the pre-packaged cellophane beefs the ones that you bring home right and you're so excited to make the burger and then it's all red on the outside you open it up and it's just gray meat city yes i don't like no gray meat cappy i'm not like you yeah <laughs> you love gray meat i say give me the grayest meat you have mr butcher gray borderline black please <laughs> um so you want to get that going you want your pan uh, set right now. I like when I'm doing caramelized onions, a nonstick pan, small, right? You don't want too much surface area. I'm using one onion. Uh, I got a Maui onion, so we'll get started on that. I also have some sauce we're going to make that's not included in the recipe that you guys can literally go to your 
fridge and pantry and pull those four ingredients if need be. It's my 18,000 island dressing. Why do I call it that? Because it's 17,000 more better than regular <laughs> thousand island dressing, Cappy. Is that a funny joke? It. I'll take it. All right. Let's cut our onion. I, if you can see here, so there's two ends to an onion, right? You got the little root end, the hairy end. Uh, we're going to cut off this. Leave the hairy end on to keep everything intact is always the way to go when slicing or dicing an onion. Um, so we lopped off that end just like that. Now we can cut it in half with still keeping this hairy end on. And one little funny bit that I think really pushed me over the edge when I was auditioning for Food Network Star many nine years ago, 10 years ago, 11 years ago, 12 years ago, was that was the funny little bit. I said, when you slice or chop an onion, you want to keep much like men, you want to keep the hair on your head the longest possible. That's what you want to do with the onion. Keep the hairy end on the onion. Next thing you know, I'm making thousands a week. <laughs> Cappy. And I put all my money in Bank of America, Connie. All right. So we're going to just get aggressive. Take off, you know, one, just don't try to find the last possible layer. Just take two layers off and get on with your life. Okay. It's not worth it. Onions are still cheap, but I love these Maui onions. It's just like a natural high sugar content in there and they caramelize quicker, I believe, and, and more deeply sweet than your standard, uh, you know, yellow or white onion. Now we're going to slice these kind of French style, leave this end on and make these vertical cuts. If you got a lot of time, cut them thicker, slice them thicker. If you don't have a lot of time, shave them thin, right? And the thing with caramelizing onions, is you really want to- Watch your fingers, Jeff. Do it gently. That was a 360. I saw that. You know what? I, I, it would be, I'm sure there's a cacophony of laughter happening right now, but um, you, everybody's muted. So once we slice them, right? You got that. You got all those vertical slices. You see that? We got the hair yet, Don. Right, Merv? Keep the hair on your head. You got a nice quaff there, a nice bouffant. Pomade? <laughs> use pomade? That's the best. That's a real gentleman's uh, hair product. Then we're going to cut off that hairy end. So these hair. things kind of just kind of <laughs> come apart perfectly like that, right? Beautiful. I'm going to do the same thing. I got some butter here. I'm going to put it in my pan, right? Hey, hey Jeff, two questions really quick. All right, hit me. C can you shout out the four ingredients for the 18,000? Uh, yes, of course. Dressing. Good idea. I'm glad I just thought, thought of that. Um, mayonnaise, ketchup, any type of pickled pepper you have, whether it's a jalapeno a pepperoncini, uh, a Fresno chili, a cherry pepper. If you don't got pickled peppers, get yourself uh, just regular pickles. If you don't have pickles that you could chop up, get yourself some relish if you have that. And some nice uh, Dijon mustard of your liking, a uh, little granulated garlic if you have it. Also, uh, if you don't have pickled peppers, you can get some hot sauce or sriracha to bump it all up. Really simple, you know, it's like a burger, you know, it's a, like a thousand island dressing that's a little spicier. And we'll try, uh, less we'll try creepy. Put, <laughs> we'll you know what I mean? That. Like, it's not like, yeah, it's not like Wendy Super Bar, Thousand Island. Remember that creepy stuff? <laughs> I do remember the Super Bar. It would, it would glow. It would like glow in the dark, that <laughs> Thousand Island. Weird and we put those ingredients, everybody, in the, in the chat thread on the side uh, for you to see. It's the mayo, ketchup, pickled peppers or pickles or relish, and Dijon, and it's some granulated garlic if you have it. So you'll see those ingredients on the chat thread on the side there. All right, so what we're going to do is we're going to toss this with the butter. I'm not going to salt the onions just yet, okay? We don't want to do that because the salt kind of extracts moisture and prohibits caramelization. So you don't want to do that. 
So just let it chill with the butter. Make sure all the slices are separated. Everything's ready to go. And I got it on one of my burners on here so it's nice and light, but we're going to not move it much because, again, the movement of the onions kind of breaks up that caramelization process, and you're not going to get yourself a proper caramelization. This does take time. I've caramelized onions, Cappy. I don't know. You could probably do hours if you do it oh, gently yeah. enough with enough onions, you know? Yeah. Turn yeah. it into a jam. Yeah, Cappy. Can we talk bread for a moment? A lot of, lot of questions and comments and suggestions and opinions coming in. Let's talk marble rye versus regular rye versus swirled rye versus pumpernickel. What, what, what are your thoughts here, and are they all fair game? I think you start with rye, right? I prefer marble rye because it's a little thicker usually, and it's got curb appeal, right? It looks cool, yeah. right? It's, it, and it's not too dark. It bridges that gap between like dark rye or Jewish rye, which can get too thin. I just don't think no matter what I got some organic stuff is the only ones they had at the whole foods. Have you heard of it? It's a grocery store cap. Yeah, I think it's so. pretty popular. The kids love it. <laughs> Everything's made by hand there and you can buy food and deodorant and, and hippie shoes yeah. and, and like $80 pills that make you live forever. Yeah. So I just got the good stuff, which is, it's fine. It's not too floppy. Um, listen, if, my thing, I always aim for square. You know, you like square burgers, right? A lot of rye are a little too oblong, so it's hard to shape the burger that way. And then you get the burger laying in the middle and a lot of negative space on the edge of that burger. You want every bite to be as even, Stephen, as possible. So those first couple bites are not just bread and cheese and onion, but proper ratio burger, you know, cheese and onion. So that's what we're aiming for. And again, those onions are... A big medium low-ish or where are we hanging? Very okay. me medium low. Thank you. Yeah. Okay. You don't want to like medium low, right? You don't want, listen, if, if for the essence of time, you can hit them a little harder, but a proper caramelized onion, you want to treat so gently, right? Like the, like your baby, Cappy, right? I mean. That's right. Both of them. They're all both of them. You guys yeah. got two blonde kids. I don't understand <laughs> it. Uh, uh, we have uh, Stephanie's getting a little antsy here, Jeff. She is saying, uh, so is it a burger? Uh, yes. Patty melts do live under the kingdom of sandwiches, which one of the phylums of the sandwiches, much like clubs, uh, you know, wraps, uh, hot dogs, which Ooh. is long bun, the phylum of long bun, the phylum of burger under that phylum classification, under sandwiches. So not only is it a hamburger, it's also a sandwich. Is there a is there a item that isn't a sandwich that people say is a sandwich? Uh, well, I mean, you know, hot dog is the greatest debate in the history of yeah. mankind. I believe yeah. that was a, a Gallup poll just said that, <laughs> and they never lie. So <laughs> politics. <laughs> I'm like the, the, the Bill Maher of a food network. Uh, yeah. I mean, is a hot dog a sandwich? I mean, listen, my, my, I've addressed this ad nauseum. Um, and I just, I change my answer sometimes just to shake it up, just get a rise <laughs> out of people. But what is it like? What, like a taco? Maybe not. Good call. Abby says anything between, yeah. Abby says anything between two pieces of bread is a sandwich. I, I, I think okay, I there you go. Until yeah. then, but see, now it's going to get into a debate. All right, yeah. I got my burgers here from the store. 
the burger meat, 80-20, the good stuff. Usually ground chuck is the way to go. I got my griddle here. This is a great time to pull out your cast iron. That's what's in the recipe. Because you get that hard sear, you get that heavy heat retention, and you're not going to lose that heat when you put that cold burger meat on there. I got this little plancha-type flat top that goes directly on my griddle. I keep it clean. It behaves the same as cast iron. Holds a lot of great heat. So we're going to use this on my end. For you, if you have a nonstick, if you have a, 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 a stainless skillet, you know what I mean? Just make sure you put some fat on there so you help it, uh, you know, you don't want it to stick. So I got a little vegetable oil. And I'll put just a little bit on here and create almost this polymerized surface area, which with stainless does uh, help it uh, come on stick and create almost a natural nonstick. I'm just going to keep them in a, a balls of meat here. And we're going to do almost like a smash burger style as far as just kiss it with a little heat for about 10 seconds on there. Okay, can you see that right there? And that's just going to kind of seize it up. And then we're going to flip it. And we're going to use our spatula to press it down to what size? Depends on how thick you like burgers. People who love those big, thick pulp burgers. I'm like a triple patty smash burger kind of guy. <laughs> like, right? With layers of cheese in between. That's what I'm into. But for the patty melt, I believe going more towards that thick pub burger gives you the best possible ratios. Is ultimately easier to, to execute. So I'm just going to flip this really quick. Right? We're not searing that side. We're just creating like a smashable surface area, just like this. At what point do you season the meat, Jeff? Now we're going to season it, Kathy. Ah. Okie doke. So now it's time to smash and then season. So I'm going to smash it the appropriate size of what, Kathy? The, the, the width of the bread. The width of the bread. Look at a little squirrel got into that one. Me. I'm the squirrel. <laughs> I'm the big chubby hey, Jeff, squirrel. If, if someone has a cast iron skillet over the heat in the kitchen, sorry if I missed this, what heat level should that be at? Super high? Yeah, you want it, you want it pretty high. Okay. Yeah, like a high, high, like medium high plus. Okay. Cause because right, you're gonna you you want all that, right? You don't see it, right? We're not this is not a visual burger here. This is all for pure flavor. So you want to create that Maillard reaction on the outside of the burger, because that is all unadulterated flavor. Even though you can't see it, you want to feel it. You want it yeah. Yeah. right here, Cappy. Yeah. Yeah. When you I, eat I, it, you want it. Yeah, I feel you. Yes. <laughs> Season. I got a custom blend, sea salt, cracked black pepper that I they pulverize in the coffee ground. Uh, what do you call it? Coffee grinder and a little granulated garlic, which gives it a little edge. Give it a little, a little edge. We're going to check our onions. Looking good. These are getting. Watch my heat on that. Any questions, Cappy, while we're searing burgers and we'll get to the sauce in a second? Yeah, I'll check it out here. Um, do, do, do. What can uh, Diane asking, what can I sub for Dijon? Uh, you could sub, do you have any other kind of mustards like yellow mustard, yellow mustard. stone ground mustard, deli mustard, Dusseldorf mustard, horseradish mustard, blue mustard, name 15 more mustards, mm, New Jersey mustard. I don't know. <laughs> Shout out to Connie. Um, Abby's asking what you season the meat with salt pepper and was there something else there sea salt uh, cr crushed black pepper it's just my little right I always keep this by the grill I get this is the greatest tip I can give you guys today 
hold on, there's one plane that's in the sky. It just flew over my house. Go figure. Um, I buy these on Amazon, these little deli cups, little deli containers, mise cups, whatever you call them. They come in like quart sizes, half quart, these little guys. They're cheap as dirt. You stack them in your cabinet. You got the tops. You put leftovers in there. Put anything you need outside, just something like you wash them. They're dishwashable, uh, put in the dishwasher. So I can't stress enough. Like these are very nice to have. And this is my blend. I got the sea salt, good coarse black pepper that I ground in the coffee grinder, and then a little granulated garlic to answer your question. All right. Onions looking good. Sizzling on the burgers. Our bread is ready to go. Um, we're not going to get to the bread, but I just want to talk about it. This is a good time to kind of address butter and how people store butter. If you use a lot of butter, it's okay to have a butter dish sitting on the side of your stove for a couple of days. Most of the world does it. Um, but it doesn't make it taste better. But if you're a sandwich artiste like myself, when you have that softened butter, it's just so easy oh, to spread. And do you know my saying about spreading things on bread? No. Cappy, crust to crust is a must. I did know that. Well, why didn't you answer so? I made me sound like a jackass. Sure, I wanted to make sure you weren't changing the story like the sandwich is a burger, it's not a burger. Listen. I never change the story because this is a rule that never, never should be broken. Is a must. Is a must. Whether you're smearing that Dijon, unless you don't have Dijon, then you're using the Dusseldorf, or you're putting mayo, or putting jam on some toast, or you're putting a, a smear on a bagel. You go crust to crust is a must. It's just obvious. It's, I mean, you get it. I get it. Right? You you host nine podcasts. You get it. <laughs> hey. Uh, Celebration. Let's talk celebrations. Jenna and Mike are celebrating their four-year wedding anniversary on this, and this is their anniversary dinner. Congratulations, Jenna, Jenna and Mike. Mike. Jen and Mike. J just, just four years, huh? Gappy, remember those days? Four years. How long Pat have you been married? I, I, I do a Patty Meld anniversary dinner. That sounds fantastic. Oh, that's a great idea. And then uh, cheers to Margaret. Let's all raise our wine can to Margaret. She's cooking tonight to kick off her 90th birthday month. Whoa. Hey, Margaret. Wait, Hi, Margaret. She's 90? 90th birthday month she's kicking off. That is awesome. 90th birthday. Man, God bless you. I'll cheers to that. I mean, four-year anniversary, four anniversary is not that impressive. No offense. But 90 is way more <laughs> impressive. Not just like that, but you know. Lisa celebrating a birthday. Uh, what else? Happy, I love this. Happy anniversary. Everybody's saying happy, happy birthday to Margaret. This is amazing. Yeah, Margaret. This is great. Look at bringing people together. Kathy, yeah. that's what we do best. Luis, a belated 30th birthday present to you. Happy belated birthday. Indeed. Look at those onions. You see, we're getting some color on there, right? That's what we're doing. Low and slow. Now I have some cherry, which I always keep, which is a, this is not Murph cooking sherry sorry murph to this is the san antonio winery only the finest and guess where i got this guy the sherry from cappy where'd you get it big money whole foods brother that's right be like they me one day too. i love keeping this on hand especially when i'm doing caramelized onions say it's getting a little hot and you can't have trouble controlling the heat or you're developing a lot of those bits on the bottom of the pan the fond it's a great way to break them up with flavor don't overdo it they could get a little too boozy but these match really well with the onions because it just imparts another level of sweetness. Good question from Lynn. Lynn's asking, can we deglaze with something that's not wine? Yes, you can. It's called Pabstock. 
Guess where that comes from? The sink. <laughs> uh, yeah, if you got any. Tap stock. This is good. Do I look glistening? Where's my makeup? I'm sweating for you and I'm inside. I know. Oh. No, it's good. I'm feeling good. Um, yeah, you can use water. You can use whatever stock you might have. If you Like, don't get too crazy with, like, throwing a half a beer in there and all that stuff. It just kills the subtle sweetness of an onion, right? How about, what if you deglaze with cider? Oh, I think that's great. Yeah. Any type of vinegar is good, balsamic, apple cider vinegar. Nice. Um, what else, Cappy? What am I missing? We got some uh, Lorenzo's fan club. They're asking, where, where, where's Lorenzo? He literally just texted me like five. He's like, I'm getting pretty hungry for that burger, Dad. He's actually in a School of Rock uh, lessons, remote lessons. Uh, he's taking keyboard nice. and voice and drums. But it's keyboard lesson is going on right now. But he would be out here with me otherwise. Yeah. And you know what? I need a break, too. That's why I'm outside. Right? A lot, lot of concentrated family time going down in all our houses. Zero escape. Need a break. You've been keeping us entertained, though. You and your whole family have been keeping us entertained. I love watching uh, Lorenzo's debut on Instagram TV, doing the grilled cheese. That was I've fun. Been, I've been cooking Sarah's uh, baked goods that I see, you know, you all posting. So so thanks for uh, thanks for keeping us all entertained, Jeff and family. Well, thank Seriously. you, man. You know what? There's it was it was it, it was an unbelievable. Um, I don't know, blessing that I had, you know, not only do I have, we have the skills of cooking and teaching people to cook, but these mediums of Instagram and, you know, that we can connect with people when shooting in a studio wasn't possible and uh, going out and doing personal appearances and shaking hands and kissing babies and all that. But it's been uh, a learning experience transforming our home into a television studio, right? A test kitchen, um, all these things. And, We've shot, I don't know, eight episodes so far of the kitchen just from our home using yeah. telephones and earbuds. And uh, my wife runs the camera. My son does the taste. And it's, it's fun. Yeah. It gives us something to do, you know. That's, and I'm still gainfully employed. That's good stuff. That's good stuff. Can you give us a – let's do a little recap. Can you take us through a quick recap of what's, what's going on now? I'm going to show you what's going on, Cap. Ooh. All right. You see we're starting to get that beautiful caramelization. I like to cook my patty melts to about medium, not medium rare. I'm a medium burger guy, especially a thicker patty. You know, just seems to do the trick, stay juicy enough. Uh, otherwise, I don't know. But if you cook it to medium rare, medium, whatever you want, we got that seasoned, one side seasoned, one side still on the griddle. We got our onions going, which are looking magnifique, right? And I got this on pretty high heat, so I'm doing almost a little turbo version. So if you're not developing a lot of color, you can crank it up and make sure you have some liquid on hand to help deglaze it if need be. What I've done was spread by bread. Crust to crust is a must. We got our burgers, which are about to flip. Let's start making our sauces. Again, if uh, this is not in the recipe, I apologize. I'm disorganized, according to my wife and mother and father. This is what we call a bonus recipe. This is a bonus recipe, bonus round, mayonnaise, ketchup, any type of mustard, Dijon preferable, any type of pickled pepper or pickle or relish, some granulated garlic if you have it, any something spicy to bump it up. All right, salt and pepper. 
I'm going to grab it. It's in my beer fridge. Yes. While you're grabbing it, I'm going to give a shout out to Madison in Ohio. Hi, Madison. Hope you're having a good time and uh, enjoying Chef Jeff's jokes. Um, also to Stephanie and Sean from Bank of America. Hi, Stephanie and Sean. And to everyone else. Let's shout out to everyone. You all shout, got a shout out, out to everyone. This is so much fun. This is the most fun I've had the last hour. Come on now. Give us a, at least two hours. Okay. You're good. Thank you. Okay, I'm going to flip these burgers because I'm scenting perfection. Well, there's a lot of people cooking, Jeff. Are there really? I can't yeah. see. You know, I'm on my phone here for optimum uh, picture and sound, but I'm you flipping can see, through. It's, it's looking really nice and dark on there. I'm going to flip it, right? Tell me. Ooh, yum. Uh, yeah, that's, that's, that's the... That's it. That's what the kids like these days. Um, That's what you, you want. Are you the type of guy, like, if you want a good patty melt, are you just going to make it yourself, or do you ever go out somewhere to get a good patty melt? I, you know what? Come on. Like, uh, like David, who, uh, you know, sealed the deal with his now wife via a patty melt. At probably a diner, I would think. That's, like, the most ubiquitous diner food next to, like, eggs, totally. omelets, stacks of pancakes, and, you know, questionable uh, pot roasts. Yeah. But like the patty melt is always on point usually, right? It could be, right? And in, in, in those menus, especially at diners, are so long. I mean, they've got every food on the planet, you know, 19 pages of choices. Yeah. Where it's like, I always gravitate to that patty melt. And I'm going to tell you guys something. This is very important. Is everybody listening, Cappy? Yeah, let me check. Is everybody listening? Go, raise your hand. Raise your hand if you're listening. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Thanks, Scott. Thanks, Christina. Thank you all for raising your hand. Okay, we're listening. This is the key to ordering a patty melt, all right? David, you should know this too, Murph. Um, when you order it, you ask the server, you go, when, they, when the chef makes the patty melt, make sure they plate it, the sandwich, on top of the fries, right? Because what happens when that crispy bottom piece of bread sits on that diner plate, it steams up, you lose all texture oh, from that yeah. bottom of the bread, but when you plate it on top of a pile of fries, it creates almost a wire rack, a, an edible uh, uh, a, a wire rack where the air gets to flow around it and retain the crispiness. You, requ you request that? Hey, I'm, I'm anal. That's, I'm I anal love that request. Sandwiches. I can't Is wait to request at a best cafe at two in the morning, but. Ooh. <laughs> you been the best? That is the best, man. I tell you. Two in the morning patty melts are way better than 12.30 in the afternoon patty melts, am I right? <laughs> Unless you were, were you on a date at 2.30, Murph? Was that, that what you're saying? Nightlife. All right, onions are looking good. Nice. I'm touching the, Maybe. If, you have an if you have an instant read thermometer, now's the time to, to, to grab it. Take the time for the. the Oops, hold on. Jeff just. Yeah. Sorry. There we go. So now's a good time to take that instant read and kind of get it right in the right in the midline of that burger. You want it to get it to your liking about, you know, 125, 130 and up. Um, but I think we're like really good to go here. So I'm going to kind of put these on my top rack just while they let them rest and kind of be around a little heat. Clean off my griddle, right? This is a time if you do have uh, your onions done, you can take them out and use that to toast your bread in. 
Um, I suggest anything with a that you could put a lid on to to help dome it once we build the sandwich to get that cheese nice and melty and gooey. All right. So let's make a quick sauce. So quick. I love just pulling stuff together. I'm gonna be I'm gonna I'm about to confess something, Cappy. All right. Uh oh. I didn't all right. This is an exclusive. <laughs> New York City food and wine exclusive. Thanks to my Murph, he's got me all buttered up here. You, just, you heard it. You heard it here first, out. everybody. Anything I'm I can do a, to help? <laughs> I'm not a big mayonnaise fan. Okay, I don't like plain mayonnaise. Only on two things. That is club sandwiches with crispy bacon, iceberg tomato, triple decker, or a fried chicken sandwich. Other than that, if I'm eating mayonnaise, it's got to be mixed with a whole bunch of other stuff. Hence this recipe. Hence how easy it is due to. I think mayonnaise is a great carrier of flavors, great addition to any sandwich. So, and I like just the regular all this. You can't get at Whole Foods, unfortunately. You got to go to the, you know, the other stores, the other stores. So I usually start about a half a cup of that. um, Right. Depending on how much sauce you want, just eyeball it, right? A cup, a half a cup. That's how much mayonnaise I just put in there. Can you can you can you get that? A little yeah. bit of ketchup. I'm not a big ketchup guy. I only like it on hot, crispy, over uh, you know, well done fries. I don't eat it on hot dogs. I certainly don't eat it on burgers. I don't eat it on my eggs. I'm doing a lot of confessing here today. Seriously, I'm I'm really turning people off. Maybe. Oh boy. Okay, a little bit of that. About a tablespoon of Dijon. And this recipe is available online on foodnetwork.com. It's called 18,000 Island Dressing. Why, Cappy? Why did I call it that? Because it's 17,000 times better than... Well, not technically times. That's not good math. It's 17,000 more better. That, like I whatever said. That, yeah. Whatever the unit of measurement is. <laughs> Ooh, I am sweating. This Steamy is good. out there. I feel like Emerald in the hey- heyday. Remember? Yeah, right? Um, so we're going to mix that together. We're going to add some of that granulated garlic, a little salt, crushed black pepper. And now it comes with bumps it up. These are from Trader Joe's. They are pickled fermented jalapeno slices. They're really good and really hot. So tread lightly. There's some great brands out there. Ironically, there's my favorite brand of pickled peppers is, um, called Jeff's garden. And that is available at whole foods. Really good. Totally mild. Love it. We've got uh, we've got the the Jeff's eighteen thousand island dressing recipe we posted in the chat thread. Everybody, we also uh, put the link to the Food Network uh, recipe there on the site too. And I do want to give another shout out to Jane Heller. She's cooking for her grandkids, Harrison and Julia. Hi, Jane. Hi, Harrison. Hi, Julia. Hi, Julia. Are they watching right now, Julia? I didn't curse, did I? No, you're good. good. But you be careful. Hey, I know how it is. We're sorry, Harrison and Julia. Sorry. No, I haven't done anything. So look, I got, I love a ton of these things in there. I'm going to put them on my burger anyway, every time pickled jalapenos. I might as well get some even bites by adding them to the sauce, mimicking that relish, which is a classic ingredient. Because what is Thousand Island dressing, right? Mayonnaise, ketchup, and relish. And some people call it French dressing or Russian dressing. No, French is not. Russian dressing, right? Is minus the... I don't know. This is great on turkey. This is great on any yeah. regular burger. It's a great burger sauce. Thousand right, Island speaking. is just about like 17,000 less than it should be. Yeah, it's true. Now you got it. 
Look at these onions, beautiful golden brown. We are going to season them now, put them back on the heat, deglaze one more time. Uh, if you need a little help getting that fond up from the bottom of the pan. But these ones, in my case, are perfect. Let's build our patty melt. Is everybody ready out there to build or do they need some time? Let's see a thumbs up, everybody, in your kitchens. Thumbs up. We're ready to build. Thank you, Linda. Thank you, Allison. Thank you, Shane Jordan. Thank you, Janice. Valerie, thank you. Eric, thank you. All right, looking good. And now I'm spreading this butter what, Cappy? What's the saying? Uh, uh, side crust. to side. Side oh. to side. <laughs> I'll kill you. <laughs> crust to crust. Crust to crust is a must. Thank you. Fine. Can you put that on a shirt now? I did. Yeah, I, I had that. Maybe. <laughs> flavor gallery. <laughs> Retire off all that flavor gallery money now. Um, <laughs> so I'm going to spread this. Crust to crust is a must. Now, why am I spreading this? on the bread and not just throwing butter in a pan. I hate that. Don't do that. If you're griddling, toasting. Hi there. Who's that? Stephanie? Stephanie, yeah. How you doing? I see your kids. Look at I see them. How you doing, Stephanie? Coruscella. Um, when you put the fat in the pan, it bubbles up. You lose half of it to the atmosphere. It starts burning the butter. It doesn't get even coverage. When you do this with soft room temperature butter, crust to crust application, you get that beautiful, even golden brown exterior. And that's what separates... The pros from the schmoes, Cappy. So we got that. It's okay. Put on your cutting board. I know it's butter side down, but we're going to build quick here. Make sure your heat gets bumped down to about a medium, medium low. You do not want this hot. So do not rush this process. This is always best in a nonstick pan or back in the cast iron wiped out that you cook the burgers in if you want to save some space. But a nonstick pan is the safest way to griddle this sandwich. And then I got the cheese. What do we call this again? White American. American. I'm going to do two because these are pretty thick slices. And I'm, I'm going to tell you the key to American cheese, guys. Okay? Is I forgot. I almost forgot to make Lorenzo his, his, his burger. <laughs> um, the key to American cheese is not buying the prepackaged stuff or the singles or whatever. I mean, they're good for kids and stuff like that. It's going to the deli giving that deli person some business and love and having them slice it right from the, the whole block of American. Something's just better. I think it melts better. I think it tastes better. It looks better. You can get it sliced to your liking. So must be real American cheese, which it's technically not cheese. We all know that, don't we, Kathy? It's processed pasteurized cheese food. But damn, is it a good cheese food, isn't it? Damn, is it melting right? delicious. You got these fancy pants put in Gruyere and, uh, you know, yeah, uh, 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 camembert on their grilled cheese. You know what I, I say know. to them? I said it. I cursed with my hands. Sorry, <laughs> sorry, Murph. I didn't mean to offend you. I know you're gentle, a gentleman. <laughs> All right, so I'm gonna put some of those onions on the top. Hey, Jeff. So, yes. What's your neighbor making back there? Corey? Ooh, that's not. It's just a good old house fire. That happens oh. all, all the time around here. <laughs> oh, my ears sliding out. Over there, Corey. I don't know. He's got. He's good. He's he's a, he's a purist too. He only does charcoal. Oh, nice. So, so I'm putting those caramelized onions that we seasoned with salt and pepper um, on the top slice on the top bun, uh, which we've designated right now by putting the onions on top. And now we can grab our burgers and we put those right on top of one of the slices. So I'll show, show those to you guys. 
in a segundi. So you got, this is what it looks like. Yeah. Proper ratios. All right. And once we close up shop, that's it. There's no reopening it. You can't go back. You can't reopen the sandwich once you close it up or it's difficult. Mm. You need two mm. degrees from FSU. <laughs> that's a callback. <laughs> All right. We got the butter and I'm putting this big guy on my griddle on one of the lower, right? I did almost like a two stage fire on there. Any, any questions? Yeah. A lot of, lot of people asking your favorite sandwich to eat and your favorite sandwich to cook. Okay. My favorite sandwich to eat has got to be uh, pastrami on rye, which is the schmear mustard from Langer's Delicatessen in Los Angeles, California. Mm. It is, if you've never been there, it's like been around 90 years, nothing better. It's the best house made, house smoked, house cured, hand cut pastrami that a boy can ever hope for. The, the most I, I like to make, I'm, I'm a burger guy. I love just, you know, it's funny. It's like, we do this all the time. And, and, and a lot of us have never cooked more than ever, like real, like home cooking during these, this uh, quarantine and everything. So I've, I've learned so much just making simple foods that I love to make and I love to eat. Like just a burger, like honing my burger skills over the last three months. I mean, I believe they've never been better. That's like, I Some people, that. That's great. So good question from Adam. Adam's asking in a cast iron uh, post burgers, after you take out the burgers, do you just drain the grease or do you clean it and deglaze the pan or? Yeah. Uh, uh, no, no. Take the burgers out, wipe out the, couple of paper towels, get the, after it cools, the grease out or pour it into a vessel, throw that away. And then you can wipe it clean and then do your bread in there too. Even with the little bit of the burger fat, but I like starting from scratch because I think some of that fat, oh, delicious. You have enough of it already in the burger. It'll tend to weirdly darkenly brown the bread too quick, you know? Yeah. Um, but just don't dump the fat down your, down your sink, please. That is a, but we already know that, don't we? Of course we do. So a couple, couple people asking, uh, did I miss the Thousand Island, uh, sorry, 18,000 uh, Island dressing part? Did you, did you miss it? Yeah, you totally did. I mean, what? We, we what what am I talking about over here? We missed it, Luke. We missed Low it. Blowing air. You oh, you guys both, missed Luke. it? Uh, so we did about a half a cup. No, we saw it, but it, is it, it's on the... Oh, no, I'm so sorry. I missed, I, I missed, no, I got it on the side. You don't want to put it on God now. It. Sorry. You Got want it. to serve this on the side, a sidecar, a schmear on the side to dunk it in each bite. Got Otherwise, it. the hot mayo just starts dripping. You lose all the subtle nuances of this 18,000 Island dressing, of course. I'm telling you guys, this is looking good. Always peeking, right? Now's a good time. If you got your heat on low, you can properly golden brown that bread. You put the cover on it, creates heat, call it doming. And you can make sure that cheese gets nice and gooey on the inside. Oh, my heavens. This is looking so good. Ooh. I got my son's plain burger. And, I mean, that, in essence, is the true way, right? In, in a lot of these diners, right, they do give you a thinner patty. That's why I like to kind of shoot for the moon on this one, yeah. treat myself, sure. and get myself a big old thick patty. And that was a pound of meat, so those were all, pa all half pounders. Oh, wow. Hey, we got Laura, Jen, Andy, Adrian, all wanting to know side dishes. What side dishes do you suggest with this? French fries for what I mentioned earlier. If you don't have uh, you know quick access to fries, 
barbecue potato chips. Mm. Mm. Nice salad. How about that? A nice crisp salad. Vinegar-based, though. Dressing, not like a vinaigrette. No, no, no mayonnaise. We got enough uh, richness on this, you know? Yeah. This is looking so good. I'm showing you what's, what's happening right here on the internals. You can see a little drip down of the cheesy. You can see oh. the little onion hanging oh. out. Look yeah. at that. You know what that is? That's the bee's knees right there. Yeah. Look at that. Oh, oh, oh. Whoops. Whoops. It fell into my, my boca. <laughs> That's Spanish for a face. Um, yeah, I love it. Yeah, if you guys have uh, you know, any questions, just hit me over the head with them. I don't, you know, I'm an open book to you, Cap Cappy. Hey, I want everybody to go after this and go to comeonover.com, which is my new podcast. Yes. I, I record with my sister and my brother and my sis, other sister. And it's like a, not so much. It's very food heavy, a lot of tips, recipes, tricks, all that stuff, but a lot of stories, a lot of comedy. I write four new songs each podcast, what? all original that I, that I play every instrument on. Some are 10 seconds, some are 20, 30. We put a link to the podcast, everybody, on uh, the side of the chat thread there. Really proud of it. My sister has been unemployed. She's a teamster for TV and film. That's what we do, Maros. You know, we're teamsters or public, you know, the Chicago public school teachers. And um, she's been, you know, on furlough or whatever. So she's been helping me out and producing it and co-host. She's taken to it naturally. It's awesome. I really, uh, I'm really proud of it. So once you, episode four should be dropping. By Friday, where we talk about sandwiches. Hey. I do my, the, not my top 12 sandwiches of all time, but because they are my top 12 sandwiches of all time, I'm calling them the top 12 sandwiches of all time. Got it. I answer the question, is a hot dog a sandwich? And I read an original poem about it. Amazing. Comeonover.com. Check it out. We have it in the chat. Already put a link. You can click right over to it after this class, of course. Yeah, don't do it now. If you can do it simultaneously, that's a lot of Jeff. <laughs> a little too much, yeah. Don't you agree? Which I didn't think ever existed too much, yeah. All right, guys. I think this is looking pretty tight here. I gave it another flip, right? And you start going, right? Just just peek at it, but treat her gently, right? You don't want to, you don't press it down. Don't do it. Just let the natural weight compress this so you get an even, even little sear, but I'm looking good here. I'm ready. Oh. That's Lorenzo's. We'll put that to the side. And the beauty of that rye bread, right? It just gets so nice and buttery and toasty. Little seeds in there. Just great pop of flavor that you don't get in a standard brioche bun or whatever. And that's what makes the sandwich special. The sweet onions, right? That nutty bread. The gooey cheese. Well-cooked patty. Served over a plate of fries with your future wife or husband or loved one, right? And nice. that moment, right? When you take it, and now I'm going to cut it in half. Nice bias cut. Look at that. Corner to corner. Corner to corner is Ooh. a goner. Ooh. Right? And I'm going to take, well, no. And then I'm going to do a little bit of that. Oh. oh. Who's the naughty boy? Ooh. 18K right there. Look at that cheese pull. My ear pie just shot out of my ear. You see that? <laughs> no, I didn't. I saw. I just all I saw was cheese. I, I, I was. So, it was like a magic trick. It wrapped around my earbud and pulled the earbud down with it. 
amazing, dude. That looks so good. It's so good. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Everybody, thank you again to Jeff Morrow. Thank you all for your support. Please stay safe. Please stay healthy, everybody. And who knows? Maybe we'll see you again here sometime soon. Whether you just listen for fun or you actually cooked along with us, we thank you. If you did cook this recipe, take a pic and tag it with hashtag CookTracks. Let us know how it came out because we want to see it. Keep up to date with us on Instagram at CookTracks or at CookTracks.com. CookTracks is cooked up by my friends, Cappy, Ian Cohen, and Charlie DiGiello. And sometimes they let me, Rachel Ray, help out too. With editing from Joel Yeaton. Music has been composed by Jeffrey David Colford. Please rate and review or subscribe to this podcast on your listening site of choice. Thank you for listening to Cook Tracks. We've got your back in the kitchen.